0: You're listening to the A Scully cast brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm fine. I love being bossed around.
0: Uh, Why are you being bossed around? What's happening?
1: You're so picky about your sound thing before you get started. My chair made one little noise and you're like, oh screw I gotta start over. That sound. <laughs> that I can't help. Unless you want me to sit here like a rock.
0: All the people Or the rock. All, all the people <laughs> listening with the headphones on, they love that sound. <laughs> I can Imagine. They
1: so can turn it down then.
0: Yeah,
1: here go. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Then you can buy me a new chair that I love. Which we've discussed. We've like discussed that.
0: it would be impossible. What <laughs> is um your before the after the show discussion before we uh, go into the... Uh, we were just
1: talking about this movie really and horror movies, British horror movies that I was going it's over It's almost
0: the Halloween time. Well, not almost. October
1: I like to spend lots of bandwidth <laughs> on um, I got
0: you a horror bunch horror of horror movies. Is you did because any, last year any? I'd had yes.
1: a surgery on my foot October the 9th and that then sort of rocked, rocketed me into three or four five weeks worth of lots of sitting and I watched a lot of horror movies, a lot of good ones, a lot of crappy ones, and so I was looking through for British horror movies on IMDb and I uh, found a few that sound quite interesting. So I'm gonna have to Not that my British docket. horror
0: movies would be the best.
1: No, I just was trying to narrow down something that you know, I mean I do like like Shaun of the Dead, Twenty Eight Days Later, all that kind of stuff, and so you know, I like Eden Lake and those yeah. British. So.
0: Eden Lake's a really good movie I, I recommend it. what that. I
1: should do is branch out though because I've seen a lot from other countries Brazilian, as well Brazilian yeah you
0: know, because different. I
1: watched one last year that was really good Japanese and I think I've watched a couple Korean ones
0: yeah I we had some from well, USA but on Blu-ray that you watched
1: yep yes one. yeah those yeah. the blue
0: and we watched one actually where that girl was going through the vents the seasoning house yes that was an interesting one that was, that was. a British movie I believe
1: that was that was, yeah. was terrible. It was really horror, but it was terrible. Yeah, it was just after. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> the Seizing house sounds horrible, mm. and it is, but it's not like ee, 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 No,
0: pretty kind good of horror though.
1: movie, yeah.
0: Uh yeah, so check that one out. <laughs> so, it that is That was
1: the before the after the show discussion. It happened to actually be about movies.
0: Yeah. So when this will be uh it's not Saturday, September the 5th. It is actually Thursday, September the 3rd. And this is after the show. Number 392. The movie we're going to look at this week, because we are a Blu-ray review podcast, is Furious 7. It's a 2015 movie, released on Blu-ray on the 15th of September, so you've got another week. Yeah. We're looking at this slightly early. So, 15th of September, it's out on Blu-ray, it's rated PG-13. And it's from our friends at Universal. And Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of Furious
1: 7. That's actually 12 days, so that's more than a week. Uh, Just to be technical about it. Uh, Do I have to really give it... I mean, it's the 7th in the series of movies. we got some guys (laughs) who drive cars really fast. And there's a big crime thing going on. And something bad's going to happen if these guys who drive cars don't somehow get involved. Yes. And in this one, we have a bad guy... Who's on a, hell-bent on revenge. And then another bad guy. Who is hell-bent on some sort of surveillance for the whole world. And our heroes have to come in and uh, stop one guy. It's kind of, kind of a three-way thing There's going a lot on of here. stuff going
0: on in this one. I do
1: like the line that kind of tells you about the movie. Kind of clarifies things. That the enemy of your enemy is your friend. Until you have to realize this is a three-way street we're going down here. So, so But it's the same old people.
0: Let's get into the uh, movie review. You said last week, can I just skip this one because don't want to see it? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, you have to watch it because that is how, how this works.
1: <laughs> oh, I forgot you like to boss me around. So yeah, that yeah. is how it
0: works. So you can go first with the uh, what you think of Furious 7.
1: I was highly entertained. I really was. And I thought that, you know me, and anyone who listens knows, I'm a hard sell when it comes to fights chases. Yeah. Big action sequences.
0: Which is what this movie is. <laughs>
1: exactly. There's not... <laughs> there's not. I mean, there is something more to this one as a special case because of the circumstances, but I mean, as far as the actual story goes, what we're really talking about here are big bad guys who want to rule the world and a couple of smaller bad guys who just want to be the shit out of each other for this family kind of a thing. So, when you're trying to tell that story, you use a lot of fight scenes in this movie. They're really good. Now... I don't know what, what I designate as the difference between a good fight scene and a bad fight scene. Hmm. To me, doesn't make it good or bad. I'm just saying, for me to say interested, there are certain ways that they do them. And in this one, every single one of them kept my interest. It's
0: all a little bit different, right?
1: Yeah, they're all different. And they felt harsh and they felt, and this is going to sound weird, but like sincere. You know, like I want it, I want it to look like a couple of times, though, for the first time in many years. There were a couple of miss, like, you know how you're supposed to get the camera at an angle where when you punch somebody, Doesn't look. yeah. So there were a couple of those where you could tell there was no connection, but they still reacted. So I thought that was kind of weird, but it was just an oversight. Um, so I did like the fight scenes, each one of them. I'm thinking now, I can think of them. There was one on the bus, there's one down the stairs, there's one at the party. You know what I mean? Like, I actually can... And there's one on top of the garage. The very, the
0: very first one was good in the glass... Where, where Statham's on the Rock's computer. Yes, in yeah, that, yeah, the exactly. Room. There's, yeah. like...
1: And they stand out individually, including... And then the chases. There's not... It's not really a chase to me, so that's probably why it's more interesting. You have more of just a big, giant action set it's piece. It's giant
0: now, isn't it? Yeah, it's gone, It's turned... Like I said to you the other day... If you go back and watch the first Fast and Furious. It was just the, like the punks
1: being punks. Yeah, it's just
0: some dudes. There's a bit of a there's a car, there's a drag race.
1: And it's petty. It's there's petty crime. Chase. Like this yeah. guy is buying and selling stolen We're goods. We're
0: talking James Bond level of crazy action now. Uh, I was thinking actually watching it. You know the Dubai part. It's like Mission Impossible. It
1: was Dubai it
0: was Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. It's like Mission Impossible. Like it, it's it, That's what it feels like to me. Like we're we're on a we're on a little mission. Mm-hmm. We're gonna break into a thing. You know, it's and
1: somehow all the people and all these all these factions of people, including our just people that we've known for fifteen years, somehow have unlimited resources, yeah. unlimited ability to just be in one place. You have, and to, then check then instantly fly you have to check your brain. You have to check your brain because
0: the end the end scene. Um, I'm not going to spoil the end scene, but it's an action sequence. It is huge. Um, like it is the scale of it is it's in the city, LA, it's vast. But I said to you, the, where are the police and the military? Nobody is, nobody's responding to what's going Everyone's
1: happening. like, holy shit, stay away from that. Stay away. They're,
0: they're doing the Fast and the Furious over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. But um, I mean, I will say this:
1: this movie is really well edited, like really well, because there are times in fight scenes where you've just watched. A cup of two people like crash through a wall and plummet down a thing, and the very next shot is exactly in like in sync with their body position, and you get to zoom in on a facial expression or like a uh, look like they just got punched. When you know, we've watched enough extras to know how it goes down, you might actually just be positioned laying on that broken glass bed. Yeah, when the camera rolls, you're supposed to act like you've just been punched. Well, in this one, it was pretty seamless except for those couple of missed. That was kind of weird, I thought. But other than that, I was like the editing plus other parts of the editing where they're you're putting in her, getting her memory back, and it's just tiny, subtle little things, which is great. There's one um, I don't really care about Letty or whatever her name is at all. Like, I couldn't care at all.
0: There's a camera move that James Wan does during the fight sequences, and he does it a couple of times where the camera goes with the person. Oh, yeah, I like that. As, as they fall in it, kind of.
1: Yeah, because you get the whole of it. And
0: it makes you feel like you're falling over because it feels...
1: I don't go that far, but... That's
0: the idea, I guess, isn't it? To feel like... Because there's one where Statham ends up in a coffee table. Like, in a glass table.
1: And that when like the two women the... go over the back of that couch. Yeah.
0: I, I like that camera move. It was it did it twice. I was like, well, you don't want to do it too much, but it is, it is really effective.
1: Um, so, overall, I enjoyed it for the spectacle that it is. And it... The story really means nothing to me whatsoever, because... It's, it's almost... If you hang any sort of logic... There's on no the actual this. device it's that crazy. we are talking about. It's a hundred percent impossible.
0: It's all crazy. There's no
1: like, oh, but then this massive hacker could figure it. No, no, no. It's a hundred percent impossible. So you really do have to like take your mind out of Whereas Like you said, in the first ones, you had petty thieves.
0: They were a call An undercover car. Selling
1: and... stolen goods. Yeah. It was um, very small. But it was believable. Yeah. To a degree.
0: I, I was trying to... As we were watching this, and I said to you, when a car was crashing through a skyscraper in like hundreds of feet in the air, and I looked at you and said, "This movie's like insane, like it's (laughs) crazy," and then I was, I was thinking to myself, "When did it go crazy? When did it stop being grounded and go (laughs) crazy?" And I was like, "I think it was at the beginning of the one where, um, I think it was the fourth one." Where the the driving the opening scene is them driving after that tanker truck full of fuel and it, and it yeah, tips over yeah, and absolutely. goes almost goes off the edge yep. of a cliff and it, and I said to you wow this is like a Bond movie
1: they descend I think on that's episode, where yeah. it
0: started like and because the first three were grounded it was undercover carp and you know get, and trying to get in yeah
1: it was all about the actual drama of the bad guys versus the good but guys. but
0: now seven the seventh one. It's so far out there. I mean, it's far out. It's it's it's. Plus, all- most
1: people are basically invincible.
0: Yeah, they're, su- they're superheroes. I mean, I-, I was looking at Vin Diesel in one shot where he was stood there, and I was like, he might as well be the Hulk. He's just <laughs> like this. He's just this muscly guy. Who- this you can't touch him. Nobody can touch him. Even the man who's really good at explosives, two
1: times completely rolling a vehicle to the point of having killed anybody else. Yep. Again, we, you just suspend your belief. That's the way that you get
0: uh, everything in this. When when they're in a vehicle and he says to the woman, "You you might want to put a helmet on for this," and he, then he doesn't <laughs> put a helmet on, and, yeah. and it's the it's the biggest crash you've ever seen. It's like this, and then oh, all right, he's, it's all he's right. like
1: this. correct crack crack, crack, crack crack
0: Yeah, I'm good. Um, so yeah, don't think this is some masterpiece or. I was thinking though, we watched Mad Max a couple of weeks ago and I said to you, this is like a masterpiece of action. Like action is really good in um
1: You need to look up the definition of masterpiece.
0: Well as I said, as far as action Use it is concerned.
1: Accordingly. I
0: think Mad Max is the is the pinnacle of action. And and that's not using CG mostly. This one uses a lot of CG. But, but again, a lot
1: of real-life action. I wasn't they expecting... They really drove cars out of an airplane.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't expecting this much action in Furious 7. I was like... when While I was watching it, I was like... They did a thing at the beginning. And I was like, holy crap. Like, that opening scene. That reveal.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's was, really effective. I think like a, this... I'm going to say the F word in a minute. So everyone be prepared. If there are children listening, tell them. Prepare. Aunt Cindy's about to say the F word. Um... <laughs> I seriously, you're not everybody's uncle. I either mumbled it or said it in my head, I think five different times at, at a reveal of something or at the moment of something happening. Fuck! Whoa! <laughs> like, something I have not seen, which is rare, because we've seen a lot of stuff. That was a
0: really clever Ooh, intro, actually. That
1: think. one was like, whoa, you're supposed to now know who it's you're doing. Really, it's a
0: clever way. But
1: don't tell it. No, well, I won't well, tell it. you want but... to. Spoilers.
0: Well, yeah, let's say spoilers and just spoilers, explain the beginning.
1: kids. Walk right.
0: away. Spoiler. Uh, and if you've you, a lot of you have seen it because it made billions of dollars. But <laughs> the opening scene... Then why
1: are they listening to this?
0: Without showing you all the violence.
1: <laughs> the opening scene is him, Statham, Jason Statham, talking to his brother who's in the hospital because he got injured in the last movie. Yeah. He got very horribly injured. And then we see him... Well, now I have questions about the timeline again, but we'll get back to that later. Then, and as he's talking to his brother, who happens to be uh, Professor X <laughs> from the X-Men, right? No. Isn't he?
0: No, it's not him. It's, uh, no. It oh, isn't. you're right. It's no.
1: the other guy. Yeah, he's a British guy, but it's yes, not him. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, got him mixed up. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. if you're listening, I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> um... So he's talking to him, he's telling me, you know, you're my family, you're a fuck up basically, but I'm gonna have to get revenge now on this guy who did this to you, blah, blah, blah. You've always
0: been a crossbow. And then he picks
1: up this like mega machine gun and lays it on his brother, and I'm thinking, I mean, I was like, what? How to get that into, how, I literally was sitting there thinking the rest of the time, how to get that in the hospital? How did this guy, oh, maybe we're not at a hospital, maybe we're at some military installation, maybe we're at some secret place, whatever, whatever. And then as he walks out and the, and then you see he's basically, killed everybody on the way in. in the and well, you're like, th- first you see a nurse. Clap. you
0: see the nurses cowering in the corner. Right, and you're, and you're like, like, okay, oh.
1: so he scared them into shutting up or whatever. But it's but worse than that. <laughs> the only problem with it is, because it's so over the top, yeah, it's I'm crazy. already set up for, okay. It fits so this movie, though. It does, for the rest crazy. of it. But in that moment, I'm like, what? Yeah. And again, I was thinking, where are the police?
0: Yeah. <laughs> where are... Well, he'd kill whoever. I know, but
1: the... uh, in the meantime, other people would have been calling 911. Right?
0: Yeah, but it wouldn't look as cool.
1: <laughs> to have him <laughs> fighting his, his way out. <laughs> when he puts his
0: uh, sunglasses on and just coolly yeah, walks Yeah, so he battled
1: his way in and killed like 50 people, but yeah. on the way out he just drives away.
0: Oh, he puts his puts a grenade in the guy's hand and lets it blow up. Right. Um, yeah, it's a, re- it's a really effective opening sequence because you don't have to film an action sequence. Correct. But your mind fills the entire thing in. You're just going, holy shit, this guy's... Is- Okay, this is the worst bad guy. This guy's insane. Like, And what I really liked about Statham's bad guy is how he was in love with explosives. Because you don't generally see a, an explosives bad guy. And I always think...
1: Was he? All he had was grenades.
0: Grenades was his thing, though. He, he'd let off grenades like... like yeah, but like, he hand. wasn't in love with explosives. He, just, well, he was. like, he he was. He up. was. He wasn't... Yeah. Yes, he did Let's fire grenades. Let's say he's in gr- love
1: with grenades.
0: Yeah, so, he, you know, I always think about bad guys, in Bond movies, even. Grenades are a good way of ending out anything. But, in a movie... It, you don't want to end everything, do you? Because, like, you know, you can't kill James Bond with a grenade. It's too, you know. So, this guy just, you know, he's got a grenade. He not give a shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't seem to give a shit about himself or anything. Like, he... And he shows up everywhere, you know, you have to suspend the disbelief. He shows up, he's always got a fancy car, he's always yep. got all the weapons and the clothes. And,
1: Dressed very... Yeah. uh um, man-like.
0: But I really liked, I thought it was effective, that opening sequence... And yes, there is a story running through this about the f- family, which mm-hmm. we know from you know it's been good. Everyone knows, but that fam that it, it's very small piece of glue now hanging this together because you know I, I, we watched the extras and one of the stuntmen was saying we always have to go a bit bigger and a bit. So this is very very big now. So what what happens next time? Like, do we are we going to have to rein it all back in? Like, because there's going to be another three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's, What happens to happen is This rest, is ridiculous The rest
1: of them have to get killed off
0: In yeah, order for yeah. Vin
1: Diesel to have the ultimate revenge plot Yeah He needs to be the Jason Statham guy Who's hunting down some group of people Who has killed all of his family And I mean the story I mean think about like You know if you flip it around Because that's basically what he's brewing up to Yeah And you know I've just written the re- next three movies for him So you're welcome Diesel You're welcome
0: yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if they're going bigger and bigger, and that's what audiences want, they want big stunts, they want... Plus,
1: he didn't kill Statham.
0: No. Again, well, he, more spoilers! Uh, yeah, keep up with the spoilers.
1: <laughs> keep up with the spoilers, people!
0: Yeah. I, I was thinking, uh, this this was my thought. This isn't a spoiler, this is imaginary out of my head. <laughs> so, um, Statham's banged up in the in the nick at the end. In the who's gal? And then the opening... You're right in the next
1: movie form? Yeah, alright. Okay.
0: You can have this one for free, uh, Diesel. So, uh, <laughs> so th- there's a woman on the phone, and she's trying to find out where her son is. And she's, and then you, you look. He looks down at the table, and she's like, she's like this super badass. And it's Helen Mirren. That's who I want it to be. That's in my mind. Oh, she's that. the mother. Oh dear. Of the two sons, and she's she from tough. And she's fucking nuts as well. Oh, all right. She's into knives. Why she's does she not- have to
1: be Helen Mirren? Just That's who she is, in my
0: you know, because she's a British mother. Because they're British, aren't they? The, the the brothers.
1: That would be good. So actually. she's into
0: knives, I think. No, she's into no, she's
1: into no, no, no. She needs to be the opposite of what you think. She needs to be super high tech or something.
0: Yeah, she's something, but she but it's Helen. No, no
1: poisoning. She's old school. Very We're old pretty much school. making
0: a Bond movie. <laughs> or... <laughs>
1: <laughs> With Helen Mirren as the bad guy. Yeah. Well, we don't ever have a woman bad guy, do we? No, I'm just not thinking really. of
0: their mother, like who's pissed that the sons of at, at these lot, you know? Because that's
1: that's your masterpiece right <laughs> there. It was not really. <laughs> um, so if we write the script and we send it to Diesel, what do you think?
0: Helen <laughs> <laughs> Mirren, crazy mother. She's the. it she's yeah, a sister as well. She's come for a. boy a sister.
1: Who's the sister? Hmm. British sister. I don't know. I have to think about. Uh, yeah, think. See, you're, you're, you 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 got to keep on this trek of.
0: But know. anyway, um, I my opinion of this movie is I thoroughly enjoyed it too. I've always enjoyed them. I called them my guilty pleasure, and then last the last review for number six, I said to you, no, they're not my guilty pleasure. I actually they're my pleasure. I like them. I actually like them. They're dumb, but I like cars and I like action, and from the fifth one onwards, when The Rock came into it,
1: was it the fifth one?
0: Yeah, he's been in like the last two and this one. A li- he's not actually in this one a ton, is he?
1: That was it's uh, impactful.
0: Yeah, he was good. But um, yep. since The Rock came into them and they got a bit crazy and they started like going off around the world doing spy capers for some reason, <laughs> I got more into them. It was like, oh, well, yeah, this is like Mission Impossible or James Bond. It's like we're going over the top. And there was another movie that Vin Diesel made called Triple X, which was him trying to be a Bond movie. Which I feel that these movies have turned into that. I think so. So,
1: Because he's an executive producer now, so he has the ability to change things around. Um, So as far as this movie goes, I thought it was excellent. I thought the
0: stunts, the the sequence, the the whole sequence start to finish. It lasts about 20 minutes. It's an action sequence that never stops. From them um, taking the cars out of the planes to what happens at the end of that. That whole thing there, I think it's like a showcase action sequence. It's like, it it doesn't stop. It, you know, you've got this cut. Co- you're like, you're. I'm an wow. the plane. You know, this cars falling out of a plane. I
1: maybe mean, got a little. No, I will say this. I like it overall, but that middle section of that was a little boring because it was like, black vehicle, black vehicle, black vehicle, black vehicle, black vehicle, black vehicle, black. Yeah, vehicle, but the black actual.
0: The, the but the beginning thing. part was the fine. The fight on the and bus then the in end the middle part of was it fine. And...
1: Well, that part was near the end. So if you chopped out all of the little thugs in their little black vehicles, kept coming, kept coming, kept coming, kept coming cut all that out. Then that whole sequence crazy tech,
0: that. like guns that come out of the side, and you know, it was all
1: comic booky.
0: Yeah, like really. You can put that in. A comic it was James book. Bondy. That's what I think it is. It's like it's kind of nutty. Like it's it's like oh, the, this criminal organization that have got all this tech and all this, you know. But it but it that whole sequence. It was fantastic. Also, the sequence with the buildings I I really liked too. It was stupid. It was (laughs) um, a bit CG. I thought that that part at least, but it was you know the action. They could definitely do action sequences. The fights with Statham and the fight with Ronda Rousey, the UFC girl fighting Michelle Rodriguez, that was awesome. There was always
1: something going on. Michelle Rodriguez started in what movie?
0: Resident Evil.
1: Five girl, fight girls.
0: Fight girl, girl fight.
1: Girl fight.
0: <laughs> so yes. there you go. So yeah, she's had some training for fighting, but um, there's always something going on action-wise. The dialogue and all that is still dumb and not very good. I don't think. I don't think. It- I think there's a lot of it's really kind of
1: sappy this time, and we know why. Mm-hmm. We know why. Through a lot of the scenes. There's an elephant
0: in the room for this movie, and that is that one of the stars, Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. If you don't know died during the movie.
1: If you don't know this and you're listening to this podcast...
0: He didn't die because of the movie. No. But he did die in a car-related... He was racing a car. Well, you know. They had
1: filmed half of the movie. Yeah. He died. They reconfigured everything and then used his brothers to fill in body and face and voice. Yeah. And they used scenes from other Fast Five... Fast movies. Yeah. Actual whole scenes of dialogue. But
0: rotoscope.
1: And put them in... So kind of and
0: rotoscoping is where they take a scene from another movie, cut out the actor, and then place him in a yeah. new scene, and then adjust the lighting and all that to make it look like seamless. Like cut and paste. There's a bunch of that, <laughs> yeah,
1: but more complicated than that.
0: But there's a bunch of that it's going a little on. A little in
1: more this complicated. Movie.
0: Now I didn't notice. Um, the only thing I did clearly notice, and I think it is very clear. The very end scene where he pulls alongside Vin Diesel yeah, and turns his head back. but that, that's
1: supposed to be like that. Yeah.
0: He's that kind of a, got
1: the Vaseline glow. It's a
0: little bit odd that part. But, but that it's so emotional, that part. <laughs>
1: you just... All I can think is like people can say, oh, we shouldn't bring that into the movie. But the thing is, Vin Diesel was his friend.
0: Yeah, and I've seen interviews with Vin Diesel recently, and he said he can't get over his friend. Like, well, I like it upsets him to the core. He I can't. wouldn't.
1: I mean, yeah. I love you very much. So that would be one kind of grief. But yeah. if my best friend that I've had since I was 12 years old were to die, like right now, there would be no getting over it ever in the whole of my life.
0: So let me say, in this movie... So that I understood. In this movie, they kind of break the fourth wall a little bit at the end. <laughs> because You have
1: to know what's happened. Yeah, if you're, if you're a
0: fan me. of Fast and the Furious, you understand what's going on immediately. Because you know that that happened and you know what these people are doing. But if not... It would be weird, wouldn't it's it? It's a little
1: weird. If you have no clue.
0: Because they do a tribute to Paul Walker within the universe of the film, though. Yeah. Which c- kind of seems a little sort bit Sort of like a
1: memory. Yeah. What they try to put in the movie is that they're just going their own separate ways.
0: Yeah, I mean, no. thankfully they didn't kill Paul yeah. Walker in this movie. Which, I Spoiler. feel... Spoiler. I mean, we're... we're I think we're spoiled so. the whole movie. I believe... I couldn't find any confirmation on it, but how the movie appears when you're watching it that's, there's a scene with Paul Walker on the phone to his wife. That seems like they were going to kill him. Lead
1: up to him, yeah. But
0: then, it, when they rejiggered it, because that wouldn't be... It doesn't seem right. No. So they don't kill him, and there's an end scene where he's on the beach playing with his wife and kid. And his friends, which are the rest of the cast, who clearly filmed it after his death.
1: Actually reflecting.
0: And they look very, very sad.
1: <laughs> yes, oh my Like God. I could...
0: You know, when... um. Ludacris says to the funny guy, just be quiet for once. Yeah, yeah. You can tell it's like, oh, it makes me feel sad just think talking about it. But yeah, then they do the Wiz Khalifa song that people will have heard, The Last Ride. And then they do a compilation of old footage from all the movies of Paul Walker. And I then think they of all the
1: people, he looks so, it just has changed. Grown up yeah. in those movies. Because he wasn't for, well, People die every day. But then
0: I thought a really nice touch was the two cars... Go on their own separate ways. So, I've never seen anything like that in a movie. It, well,
1: no, because you wouldn't address it like that in an actual in, movie. No,
0: you wouldn't, would you? But, no. like, oh, alright, let's use this as an example. Philip Seymour Hoffman died. An important actor, I think. You know, did a lot of good work. During
1: the Hunger Games.
0: During the Hunger Games. So, to have, like, some kind of footage of Paul... Of yeah, him, but you
1: wouldn't, because it's inappropriate.
0: Right, so say he was in
1: the Hunger Games for ten years. Would you? No. Not in the movie, you wouldn't. No. That's a whole different. But in way. this, you can. Well, he has it... complete control. He's the executive producer.
0: Yeah, I, but I think it was a very good idea. It Plus, makes you.
1: I think he knows. While people are fond of other franchises and other stories and other, in different ways, I do think there's a certain kind of fan base that goes with this movie. I really yeah. do. This whole series yeah. of movies. That is just a different type of. I don't know. I mean, I'm not you, I've... but you're attached to them all.
0: Yeah, I'd like to follow the story yeah. as little as a story is. Do you want to see it?
1: them when they're, like, 70 driving cars? That yeah, would be like,
0: awesome. <laughs> like in if the...
1: Helen Mirren doesn't get him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, I felt it was a really effective uh, tribute thing. It was like, you know, it, it, it didn't feel... I mean, it feels a bit weird if you think, oh, I don't know what's going on here. Like why there's there's a dude playing with his wife and kid and we're all like very sad. What the hell? Why? Well,
1: the sadness is that they're, that they're we're having the to leave him. Yeah, that he's staying behind now and he's not going to come with us on any more of our car adventures. Car adventures. But <laughs> it's a tough if one. If you
0: know you, if you know, it's quite clear that those people are really, you know, Michelle Rodriguez Barely is old crying. Barely together. Vin Diesel stands up and you can see he's like. <laughs> Ugh. I mean, that's this a real is, thing. This is really rough. Yeah, so I, I'm i wetter did the, um, you know, the CG Paul Walker. And I was looking for it because I knew about it.
1: I feel like there were parts where I was like, yeah, that's probably it. But it was so Yeah, but not well like, oh, that is definitely. That I, exactly. Yeah. I couldn't say, well, that looks weird, so. It was quite, well, I. I mean, you, the thing is, we've been, we've been cutting and pasting people's faces onto stunt people now for a few years. Yeah, we have, yeah. So this is sort of like polishing it off. And I think that probably editors and creators of this movie had a different motive. There's also a respect. Exactly. Like, can't do that's a shitty job of
0: it. We've got his brothers on the set And this now. is it.
1: This is the last movie, basically, that's going to be attributed to him and yeah. all that. So, I mean, it, yeah, it was quite,
0: it was, it's quite... It's I thought it was a very good way of... But yeah, it is the ending. thing
1: you're... I'm thinking about it. The whole time through the movie. Because there are times in the movie where Paul Walker's character almost bites the dust in the character's world. Yeah, which makes... And I keep thinking, this truly is up in the air for me. Because in a normal Fast and the Furious movie, I wouldn't know. I would know 100%. Well, they're not going to kill him. Because he's got to be around for the next movie, right? So, to think, each time he was in peril, I didn't know what they were going to do. How they were going to go about it. You know, like are they actually going to go ahead and do yeah. that so that we finish the story in a really horrible tragic way like so that was one aspect of it I felt like they did good to make him almost like superheroish beyond
0: the scene um that really got me and it was it was it was a scene he filmed while he was alive but now he's dead it makes it feel really weird and it was that, oh, yeah. it was the scene at Hans' funeral when um he said no more he, he said he, lo- he said Brian no more funerals like that cuz cuz um Yep. He, he he doesn't, you know, he the, the, I can't for forget his name. Brian. He, yeah, no, the other guy. Oh, I the funny know. guy. <laughs> Joker. <laughs> but he says no more funerals, Brian. And he looks at him and I'm like, "Wow, that is really." I know. You know. Sad. Yeah. So, getting away from the sad stuff, the action and everything, I really liked I like I liked the movie. I liked Jason Statham's comic book kind of crazy, you know, way more badass than his brother.
1: Yes, his I, brother was just a jerk. Yeah, like,
0: his brother was just... I
1: this, mean, he did a good job, but I mean, yeah. he was just sort of like a punk mobster. Yeah, wasn't... This guy's like lethal. Because yeah. why? He's the transporter. That's why. Yeah, but <laughs> he pretty much is too. He's an expendable transporter... And now he's the bad guy in Fast and Furious. So let's
0: go on to the cast. Uh, Vin Diesel plays Dominic Toretto. You know, but Vin Diesel's da, Vin Diesel.
1: And when you hear him talk, normally. Yeah, he doesn't do it that. He never does that. He's and just never, trying to be tough reason, on the And then for some reason he movie. thinks that Dom has to be like, I just want to say one line at a time in this voice. I mean, I don't <laughs> get it. Like, <laughs> Vin Diesel's a
0: funny one for me. I don't think he's a great actor. I think he's... I think ser- you're right. I think he's serviceable in the Fast and the Furious movies. I think he's actually pretty good in the Riddick movies. Um, And what else has he been in? He's in the Pacifier. <laughs> um.
1: Why does anybody think he's attractive? To me, I don't like muscles. I mean, the face is fine. I just don't like the... No, I mean, this, he's a this guy. This is not also. a commentary on your body. I'm just saying, I
0: don't like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not muscle here. I know, I was
1: supposed to say, like... <laughs> I really don't like that bulky, weird.
0: I mean, he's like, very bulky in this up. one, isn't like, he? You're like
1: stuffed full of cotton. Like, I think
0: he's bigger than he's ever been. Like at the end of this, he looks like yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a little bit when he stood there. I was like, whoa. He's
1: no, like... well, on one hand I can understand somebody if they're in mourning and having a terrible time, and in the months leading up to the final scenes, going to the gym a lot. I'm just speculating. I don't think
0: he was happy. But he like, went. He, he changed
1: kinda. a little bit throughout mm. the movie, where all of a sudden he was like. The Hulk, yeah. for real. He was, yeah. At the
0: end, he was superhuman looking. Like The Rock. Like he'd been. Yeah. Like he'd been hanging out with The Rock too much. Because <laughs> The Rock is superhuman, right? He just. Well,
1: he's. They say he trained for seven months, The Rock, just for these movies.
0: Yeah. And he looks like he did. I mean, he's. he, he He's he's a guy who spends a lot of the time in the gym, right? The Rock. But, um, Fin Diesel is the heart of these movies, though. He is one of the main characters alongside Paul Walker. Um. But, you know, I don't. <laughs> I think he just does all right. I don't... I don't think he's... He's fine. Yeah, so Paul Walker plays Brian O'Connor, and we just discussed him for, a, you know... And Paul Walker's not the greatest of actors either. Don't get... I don't... Don't be overly sentimental. No. <laughs> I mean, he's just serviceable. Like that. I think that's what a lot of people in these movies are like. They're all right for it, an action Because they
1: movie. know it's not about that.
0: Yeah. It's not like an Oscar-winning thing. It's uh, We're having fun. Michelle Rodriguez
1: can... does not... I mean, she's had her moments, but it's just a lot of... Kind of sappy... You know, it's like it's written by teenagers who are all high on adrenaline emotion yeah. all the time, and everything is overly sentimental. So it's not an Everything acting is dramatic. Movie, really? No. You reckon, Did you? is this your first time you've heard no. of that?
0: So Jason Statham plays the bad guy this time, Deckard. So I really enjoyed him. I enjoyed Jason Statham. You know, again, Jason Statham's not really an actor. He's an action star. That's what he is. That's what he's good at. The Transporter, they're really good movies if you like action. They're just fun. He's a badass. I think that's where he excels. He's not an actor. I mean, he's an actor, but he's not... I've never seen him in anything where I was like, wow, that is something."
1: He also does a little bit of the, like, you know,
0: kind of cranks down the... Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, he's a tough Londoner. But um, that's he what he scares
1: me, so that's plays. he does a good job of that. I thought he was
0: good in that. I, I liked whoever wrote the, you know, the vibe of that bad guy. The vibe of him was just like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to kill everybody.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: I will knock down your building. I will kill you. I will kill everybody. I don't care about anything. Like, I'm just going to get this revenge. I like that. that Psychopath. Was cool. uh, Michelle Rodriguez, you just mentioned her, plays Letty. You know, she was dead at one point in these movies, and then they brought her back, and then she'd lost her memory. You know, it's all very <laughs> soap opera <laughs> or something. But, um, you know, she's okay. I, you don't particularly like her. I, I think she's okay. I, I fit, She's like Vin Diesel to me. She's okay. Like, like you know, she's... She does it, but I'm not going to ever remember it properly. You know, but how
1: not... great would that movie, these movies be if you had people that you were just like, whoa, awesome, awesome writing, awesome acting, awesome action. Like, I mean, they've, we, got, they've got they got the action we, right. Why can't we combine those things? Yeah, what movie does that? Bond, maybe? I thought the Bond... Um, the new Bonds? The one in his house... Was that the first? It wasn't the first. It wasn't Royal uh, Casino Royale. <laughs> Royal
0: Casino. You mean uh, Quantum of Solid? No, you mean the last one, Skyfall. 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 was very yeah, classic. Yeah, it had a
1: combination. Yeah. I mean, it's still functional acting, though, let's be honest. So Hallelujah. it's got an interesting story, and the writing is a little bit more, you know.
0: Yeah, but I mean, bah. the Furious movies have got the action down. They're definitely good at the action. The acting is, eh, Why does
1: acting have to suffer? I don't know. Because you have moments where people have to sit there and talk to each other.
0: Yeah. Why can't it just be good? It's not very... There's not many moments of people sitting down talking to each other. They're small, aren't they? The, between the action. mm Um. So, Jordana Brewster returns as Mia. She's been playing a smaller role in these movies as it goes along. Very she was small. a big deal in the in the first few... Well, first one. Um. But then she's been just, you know... And I don't see a reason for her to be in it again. Nah. So... And in this one, she...
1: Not unless somewhere in the distance, Mr. Walker's character dies. And she returns she to... She comes back because her brother. Yeah. Problems, yeah, so yeah. she's...
0: But she's, you know, she plays a little role in this. There's emotional scenes with... But it's only because, for me, that you know what is... Yep. Um, Tyrese Gibson, that's him, plays Roman. He's the jokester. I-, I like him for some reason. I find him funny. Um... But then some of... I find him funny and personable. Yeah. But then some of the shit they write for him is just dumb. Like, super dumb. Like, it's like, ugh. You know? You roll your eyes. Some of the...
1: And why do we need that? Who decided this formula? Vin Diesel seemed to
0: think that was (laughs) the formula. (laughs) Who thinks
1: the formula is, you know... Got to have a... Then we need to add to the formula Mm. good acting and good writing. Not just... One-liner funny stuff, which I, I do, I agree, I like Tyrese. I think he's got, like, that thing where if he was leading in a movie... Has he led in a movie? <laughs> that I've seen? I don't think he has. <laughs> then he would be fine. He could carry a whole movie, either serious or as a, you know... There's a video of it, of, it of
0: Tyrese. When Paul Walker died, Tyrese put a video on the Fast and the Furious channel on YouTube, and he he's like, talking about him, and he's <gasps> just crying. I bet. Like probably 90% of the video and just breaking down and crying and it's like wow yeah these guys were all friends really exactly you know but Tyrese is funny and Ludicrous Susie's side you know well they're both like the funny part of the movie aren't they they're both alright again funny but then I think they're funny as guys I just think some of the stuff that gets written and I don't know who writes it but you know where they're like oh look at her she's the like Mm -hmm. less like the sexist shit that they do with them and it sometimes feels out of place, like they wouldn't yeah, exactly. even say that. Yeah, like, exactly.
1: It doesn't make sense. Yeah,
0: but like the audience wants that or something. Somebody's, you know, some boardroom decision made those lines occur, or somebody's standards are very low. Now Dwayne Johnson, I've I, I think he's really good. <laughs> I do too. I don't like to, call <laughs> you know, a
1: certain way. I'm not comparing him to someone. But doesn't
0: else. any scenes with him in in he's this movie? Quite good. And there's not many. I mean, the scenes where he's talking on the hospital bed.
1: He's good in the context of what he's doing.
0: Yeah, but he. His he's acting a is a lot higher level than Vin Diesel. Like I feel it. Like I, I agree. Feel, I feel like, oh wow, The Rock doing a really good job, and then Vin Diesel's just a I think his personality
1: lines. is Mr Dynamic anyway. Hmm. And so he has in his mind the formula for how his character is supposed to yeah. be. And he's got a certain wrestling attitude, which yeah, I wouldn't normally like. But in the context Woman? of Woman? Who yeah? <laughs> And I wouldn't normally watch that, like that planks, I? He? Yeah. <laughs> don't tell me what to do, woman. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that because I get the character. He's got a big heart. Yeah, and, and he big muscle. His female partner,
0: he loves her. Like yeah, he, it'd kick anybody's
1: know. ass, and so. But it's a little bit on the dummy downside. But I think he's fine. I, I'm happy to see him in more movies.
0: Yeah, I, there's something about him. Whereas like Vin Diesel, like I say, is serviceable. the rock I find him really watchable, like and How he... about the
1: next one be just the rock it's and the Statham? And Hill and Marin. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> mm. Um, so uh, who else we got? We got uh, I, I want to put Jane this...
1: Seymour could also be the mother. She'd be She's a, a, a bit tough old. mother. How old do you think Helen Mirren is? About 70. Okay, now I'm looking these ladies up. You keep talking.
0: Elsa Patsky plays Eleanor. and Now, you'll have known Eleanor from the last two movies, and she has a small role here, but I just wanted to mention her because I really liked her, and when she appeared, I was like, oh, she's going to be in it, and then she's not really that in it. Mm Mm-mm. But, uh, yeah, she's there. And finally, um, Kurt Russell plays Mr. Nobody. And when I saw Kurt Russell's name at the beginning of the movie... It was in the credits. I was like, "Oh, the bad guy's going to be Kurt Russell, the real bad guy." But I believe Kurt Russell. Um, they didn't. They didn't utilize him in a huge way here. But it feels to me like he's going to have a story later. Mm. You know, like he's been like this. I this, don't know. I
1: well, feel like
0: he might appear again. Like he, like the Rock.
1: Because there's some bigger things still that we haven't hundred percent right. unearthed.
0: And he is. Mister Nobody is mysterious. Why you know? It's, I mean, he he lays it on the table what he wants. In I think he's movie.
1: always cheesy now. And while I've liked him in the past, I think that he overdoes he does. everything. He does. He Yeah. Like everything, because he's Mister Darling, isn't he of the world? He made me he's think. Snake Pliskin. He was fine. Stunt man, top No, I didn't like that one as much. And uh, overboard, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just for the record, Mister Ace Scully. Jane Seymour, born nineteen forty five or nineteen fifty one. Helen Mirren, born nineteen forty
0: five. I don't so want Jane Seymour. I don't want Jane Seymour older. in Furious Eight. <laughs> I want Helen Mirren. That's the only choice.
1: How about if Helen Mirren and Jane Seymour are sisters? No. One of them is the mother of these two boys, and they have to gang up to. I just uh, want
0: an insane mother who's pretty rock
1: down. <laughs> but it's, Helen Mirren is hilarious.
0: <laughs> she She'd be she could be good.
1: She could be their sister, Scarlett Johansson.
0: <laughs> so um this is directed by James Wan um and James Wan is famous for the Saw he did the original Saw movie he uh, wrote and directed it uh, and then he went on to do The Conjuring which was I really like The Conjuring or
1: The Conjuring
0: yeah and then he went on to do Insidious which was also a, a you know he's he, so he's Horror Man so they they brought him into this into Furious 7 and he's left now he's going doing Aquaman for Marvel um I actually think he did a good job of this because a man who does horror movies, this is as far away from horror movies. Yeah, but movies. I
1: think do you think about it wrong. Cause it but the way matter. he
0: was talking, it seemed to me like he didn't have much to do with the action. He kept saying, my second unit, it, my yeah. second unit, my second unit.
1: What else was there?
0: That's what I was thinking, like, so... No,
1: it showed him on the set. It did, but... Several times.
0: It showed, yeah, but then it didn't, like, you know, when they were doing all the big stunts with the stu- they, they he wasn't there for that stuff, so...
1: Yeah, but all the stuff that has the people interacting with each other, that's what he... It doesn't matter if he's not there when the cars get thrown out of an airplane. But it, but as far as
0: this is directed and edited, I, I think it's really good. Like, I do
1: too. It, it's, and usually I'm a little bit, like, ugh, about... But they kept it together. Almost all the, the best
0: it's been, like... like All the way along. And little
1: details, like when the car's driving its way, (laughs) jumping from building to building. Even that little, when you're looking at the middle building and the car's about to crash out of the glass and go into the third building, and the sun is shining through the building, well, the floor we've just been on is actually, like, unconstructed. It's not a finished floor, so it has just, like, no walls and stuff yet, just, like, the beams. And the light from the sun in the background comes through the windows, and you see through that floor, just that tiny little detail, it's like, and you I have don't know, to, there's uh, little bits and pieces that make it all feel grounded enough,
0: and I the mean, detail
1: it, is there, and that's why I think it all goes together really well.
0: And like you say, edited really well, like, yeah. it, like it flows, it, it doesn't ever lose pace, the movie, it just One it, part I was
1: really like, um. a lot of times in set-piece movies, or set-piece, uh, what do they call them? Shows. <laughs> That's the, yeah. the people on the set like to call them. You do a bit, as they also like, a gag or a bit, where a guy jumps out of the back of a moving vehicle onto the next vehicle, and then you cut to some other action happening somewhere else, and then a thing where the woman gets flung out the door and then falls down the thing, and then you go, this one shows you simultaneously. Fights going on with Paul Walker in the back of the bus. And then you get a glimpse right out the just back. looking out the back. And all you can see is now, as you remember now, yeah, she is still hanging on to the back of that car. And they are trying to fight with all the thugs outside. So I kind of like, that was kind of interesting. First of all, to get that to cut together, whether it was CG done or not. And just, to, just a tiny detail to remind you that it's not just like, okay, in these big adventures we're going to have this happen. Then this is going to happen. But it's all kind of happening together. I don't know why, but that seemed impressive that they would do that. Yeah, it was. It was I, I except the only time that I thought, oh, was that we went away for about ten minutes of all kinds of shit going down. Oh, the the predator in the streets, right? Yeah, took a long time. The whole time, then we cut back to the fight on top of the car yeah. garage. I'm like, these guys have been...
0: Well, <laughs> no, maybe they just like, out of yeah, <laughs> let's stop, hold on. Yeah, stop,
1: for, stop for ten minutes so they can go look at what's happening. <laughs> Some stuff day. over there. But then they're still, they're not bloodied, they're not like banged up. So that was the only glitch in that whole thing. I was like, okay.
0: Yeah, so um, the Blu-ray features a bunch of special features. It, it's an extended edition, which is two minutes longer than the original edition. And it's just a bit more fighting. So it's nothing. You're not missing yeah. any story or anything. There are some deleted. But I like that
1: fight. The fight with the. It's Rodriguez. the Ronda Rousey. Um, yeah, it was really po- powerful. Like you felt yeah. like.
0: It's a real woman fighter fighting a actress who has fought before. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, it looks pretty real, and this, this really do hit each other in the face. It seems. But they probably did not. I it think they did for stunt. the sake of the art.
1: <laughs> so uh, deleted scenes. If I were Michelle Rodriguez, I'd be like, I want to make this very clear to you. UFC woman. (laughs) Yeah. Do not (laughs) punch me in the face. Like, (laughs) I get it. You fight for real. I'm Mm. telling you, don't punch me in the face.
0: Um, There are a bunch of uh, different extras. There are four deleted scenes. There's the Cars of Furious flying cars, which is... when When I watched this movie, I was convinced... The flying cars section was all CG. I Mm -hmm. was like, no, they didn't ever throw a car out of a plane. That's probably dangerous. I knew
1: cars had done that, because I've seen it, and I don't even know where I've seen it from. Maybe some, one of the, like, I watch a lot of documentary stuff on um, PBS. So I know that cars, military and stunt-wise, have driven out the backs of airplanes with um, parachutes and everything on them. But this is, like, multiplied by a lot. I
0: mean... Vin Diesel and the gang were not in those cars, but they threw cars out of planes and very brave, as far as I could see, uh, Red Bull stunt team skydivers
1: <laughs> yes, Christmas.
0: were going out of the back of the plane, sec- like, like a split second as the car was coming out, like, yeah. and then grabbing hold of it. do like, you to- know
1: why? Because they drink a lot of Red Bull. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, if you, you want to watch... It's funny
1: that in this world that we have now, that we've created an industry... We're jumping out of an airplane sponsored by an energy drink is actually commodity in a world like Hollywood movie making or documentary making or um, uh, what are those called IMAX movie making that that's all branched off into actual like trained groups of people (laughs) like it's a whole thing. I just find that fascinating because,
0: like nowadays, you can—if you need—you're like, "Hmm, I want to have a car fall out of a plane tomorrow, and I need to film it very well." There's actually somebody that you can yeah, call. Yeah, it's
1: not like we have to invent that. No, you call somebody and we <laughs> yeah. will do that. Somebody's invented already.
0: So yeah, most things have been done. But this, I was convinced watching the movie that it was all CG, not in a bad way because it looked really good. I was like, "Wow." That's really a cool sequence, but then when I show, when they show you it in the extras, you'll take on a new appreciation for it. There's also um, tower jumps, which again is one of the big sequences in the movie, and they didn't really. They didn't, <laughs> but they did a good. They did some real stuff with cars for it. Yes. Um, and it, they show you it in quite in detail, and you understand exactly how it was done at the end. And when you see it on the screen, you're like, wow! I I wouldn't think you did it exactly like that because it it's very seamless to watch. It's seamless. Yeah. Uh, inside the Fight, Talking Fast, and then there's the See You Again official music video. And I defy you to watch that and not tear up a little
1: bit. And it's not so much that I... I mean, I did cry because... Not at the video, but I mean at the thought of it all. Not because paul I cared about Paul Walker individually or Vin Diesel being his friend or this group of people losing their friend because people die every day all over the world in horrible, wretched ways. And it's always sad. Somebody loves... Every person in the world, somebody loves that person. Like, it doesn't matter who they are, if they're a terrible human being, somebody has loved them and does love them and will grieve their death. I don't care if it's the worst person on the planet. If they've done horrible things, somebody loves that person. And that happens all the time, right? So Paul Walker, having passed, doesn't make me particularly sad. What I do is I try to put myself in that situation. And like I said, if it were my friend, and I, I don't mean my sisters or my brother or you, actually just take my best friends. And I have a very small group of friends, like we four should. in the whole world for my whole 47, almost 48 years. And if that were to have, if someone called me right now and said that, I would... <laughs> like, there's no consoling that. It's, so i that's what made if me... If
0: you excited. know Paul Walker died... And you didn't really care for Paul Walker. You didn't think, you know, whether well, you'd I don't still have to like. think. It's Watching just... that end sequence, the way they do it, and if you're a, if you've watched Furious movies over the years, because he's also a character. People that get you're...
1: attached to. Yeah, attached.
0: People. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it it, it works on we loads of do. different layers. Because I, even I was like, oh wow, that's
1: because a... <laughs> the impact to you, <laughs> at, like with Paul um, Philip Seymour Hoffman and um,
0: James Gandolfini. James
1: Gandolfini and Tony. Scott, right. The idea isn't so much. The I'm idea so to said. me is, yeah, it's that. not like I'm going to miss a meta Family dinner, but that's it. I well, will never get more of this person, of the thing that I enjoy about this person ever again. Not that I'm a big Paul Walker fan. No, I mean, but it is a thing where it's like well, that's.
0: This, they did yeah. so, the way they did the ending seemed very perfect to me, <laughs> and I bet si- people in cinemas were getting crying the, their getting eyes the hankies out. out. Yeah, so um, yeah. So, uh, rest in peace, Mr. Paul Walker. Somebody said on... Um,
1: Don't say something horrible.
0: No, on IMDb <laughs> that this movie is big enough now and has enough money for Paul Walker to make a cameo, at least in another one, with his brother in a rotoscope. right sure. like, like, you know, to say that he's okay or... Inst- like, at to some revisit point... revisit the character. Revisit him at some point. Maybe not as a big thing, but like, oh, look, you know... Hit, He's okay. Like he's not.
1: Or, like I said, make the story really terrible. Yeah. Or now Vin Diesel has to hunt down somebody.
0: <laughs> nah, I just think it's perfect how it was that ending. That's it for I leave Paul Walker out of it now. Yeah. That was a perfect ending. You know, he, they didn't kill him. I think they were going to. Seemed very. It seemed that phone call scene seems very final, as though that was going to yeah. happen, and that would have been the maybe he was. There's nothing about it. I've tried to look whether he was not. Because the,
1: also the the thing you referred to where he said no more funerals directly mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. That could be a flashback later when yeah, they're That could his be funeral. foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I think he was going to that. But
1: why? Do we have anything of him saying he wanted out of the franchise? That's what I mean. That? I
0: couldn't find nothing. Yeah. So maybe they didn't he didn't say anything because he wanted it to be Media
1: in. lockdown.
0: Yeah, like a secret thing that the fans found out when they watched the movie. So uh I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's really fun. It's a really big summer blockbuster movie. I'm interested to see what they'll do with the number eight now. It's and, fun you know,
1: and exciting and it will make you cry. Yeah. Which has nothing to do with it's the got, story. So it's actually got more. <laughs> it's the kind of movie that the story doesn't make you upset at all but knowing the rest of it does.
0: It's got more to it than any of the others because unfortunately of that event. So um Next week, uh, thanks to Universal for the Blu ray. Uh, next week's Blu ray review will be, and I don't know actually yet, it'll be something. So, uh, we will review something next week. So, my recommendations for this week are because I was watching The Rock and realizing how much I was enjoying watching The Rock, I'm going for Pain and Gain, which is a Michael Bay movie. Another big kind of blockbuster, flashy kind of movie. And
1: one where he's different than he is. And in really years. fun fun and horrible
0: yeah it's horrible (laughs) but he's fun the character's fun the way he portrays it yeah um and my other one is uh from the furious movies is tokyo drift and i know that's the movie that paul walker and vin diesel are not in vin diesel is for a brief second but furious 7 has a lot to do with tokyo drift they kind of bring Mm -hmm. it all around and and they even have a lot but it it's one the tiny one. Thing. They even have the star of Tokyo Drift. Yeah. There is a Tokyo Drift scene in this movie. It's very brief, but it made me want to watch Tokyo Drift. Yeah,
1: so, I liked that one.
0: So yeah, Tokyo Drift is my uh, Furious recommendation. Don't watch the second one with um, Paul Walker and Tyrese. It's so bad. It's the but it's um.
1: So the one with the microwave thing or something.
0: It's Jukes of Hazard, basically. Right. <laughs> It's really bad. And
1: mine are, because you mentioned it, when I was looking up some horror movies, uh, and this isn't horror, but I forget why we came across this one, but Day After Tomorrow, which has nothing to do mm. with this, except there's lots of CGI, and it's early days CGI, so I'm not going to... And
0: it's a big... Vouch
1: for its credibility. movie. But I like... Oh, we were talking about because 2012 and mm. da 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 got off on like the disaster movies, and the reason I like big, huge disaster movies is the same reason I like space... Or future movies. I just like to see what someone's vision of a huge earthly disaster would be. Whether it's well executed or not, I'm just always curious to see what what somebody would sit down and write out as possibilities for people, you know? And day after tomorrow, I think it's I think it'd still hold up, maybe not visually, but the idea of it I think is pretty I think visually it's
0: pretty good actually. It was for its time even. I think it I It don't didn't think have it... a
1: lot of like CGI, CGI, except the water... the, Going s- down yeah. the street. Yeah. yeah, the big uh, wave and everything. But I really liked it. Jake Gyllenhaal was not it, yeah. Makes me want to watch it again. And Wormwood Road of the Dead. Which Australian- we have mentioned before. Yes, yeah. Wormwood Road of the Dead. Australian horror movie from last year? Yeah. No, not from last year. came but out It just came out on Blu-ray about three weeks ago. We watched it last during last uh, horror movie section and um, it's really it's quirky but they really love entertaining. the dead quite <laughs> yes, exactly yeah. but it's Wormwood w y r m w o o d road of the dead
0: it was actually just called Worm. So, if you're looking in, in lo- looking
1: for upcoming October movies, if you like, you just want to stick with the zombie theme or Walking Dead or Infected, Walking, whatever, whatever you want to call humans who are <laughs> no longer conscious of what they're doing, but they actually just want to kill everybody and eat their brains or whatever it is. I don't remember what this one was. I think it is eating brains, but um,
0: there was a, we, no, there was a special twist to this one. Remember, I won't. Spoil it for the people. Okay. But there was.
1: I forget what it is. But don't tell me. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. <laughs> it's quite good. It's yeah, it like, is. Oh, that, I've never seen that one before. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So watch it. Mm-hmm. It's got a freaky guy in a hazmat suit.
0: An Aboriginal <laughs> guy. who's kind of a bit stereotypical. It is,
1: and that's the most uncomfortable part of it. he's funny. But we're not Australian, so I don't know how that plays into their culture at all.
0: So. I feel like it's a bit. Um, yeah. What do you call it? Would be racist
1: or culturalist I don't like know like
0: grindhousey, like um what do you call that
1: exploitive yeah I yeah. think it's that yeah but I, I don't know because I'm not Australian so I don't know how that flies but no. those are my recommendations
0: alright games and Ace stuff i have been playing approximately one game this week and that is Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain actually when uh, it came out on
1: let me say, it. you've been watching it. You, I mean, you've been playing it. You've been talking about it. You've been playing it. You've been talking about it. Every bike ride now is all Metal Gear Solid.
0: <laughs> I'm, am thinking of starting a podcast where I just talk about Metal Gear Solid.
1: Then I won't be a part of that podcast.
0: I am. Um, I've played the Metal Gear Solid games all the way along. You know, since the first PlayStation game. Um, I've, I've always bought them as they came out. So I would say I'm a fan of them. I've said to you, I don't actually know what's going on in them half the time because they're pretty complicated. But you watched the um, the opening to this one, the prologue, with me. Because I this game has a prologue. It's like an hour long at the beginning. It's not indicative of the gameplay of the actual game, but it's like a cool cinematic opening that Kojima has made that kind of starts the story off. And it's really
1: prologue is a snotty way of saying introduction.
0: Yeah, but it's not like a movie. You play you play this prologue. It's uh, not pre-rendered, it's an actual video game that you're playing. Um and you know nothing of Malgar Solid, so what did you I think? I know what you told me. Watching the prologue. I mean yeah, I mean you've you've never experienced it at all though.
1: No. I would say yeah, Don't let my yawning reflect at all what I'm thinking. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um It seemed very, like, trying to be really deep. You know? Mm -hmm. This guy, everyone's very serious. Very serious.
0: Yeah, it's not really. And
1: it feels really heavy, as in, heavy in the um, world is at stake. And this one individual is somehow a part of it, meaning this guy in this hospital bed, and everybody's serious. And then weird shit happens. Like, somebody comes out of mm -hmm. the thing all on fire and. And then they just float away. <laughs> so I don't really still know what to think of it. It's it's interesting. I you don't feel a story. That, happening. I came out of
0: that intro with like. Well, you didn't see the whole intro. You no, fell asleep. I did. That doesn't mean it's boring. You were no, just
1: tired. I was really. I was only sitting there watching because I didn't want to get off the couch.
0: But the um, I was so tired. But you didn't see the really interesting part of that prologue.
1: Are you can to tell people.
0: No, no. Don't but spoil you got it. up to like. It's kind of a tutorial anyway, but it, you know. Once you get out into the real game, this Metal Gear Solid is very different to any of, any that's come before it. It's an open world game like GTA. So it's a bit... It's, the first map is Afghanistan. And you can just... It's not all of Afghanistan, but it's a big, big, big map. Let's
1: give the premise. This game is one guy against bad guys who want to take over the world. Right. Essentially.
0: And you're building up building. You've got Bond
1: your, villains, if you want to keep comparing everything to Bond very, movies.
0: They're very... He loves James Bond, so yeah, it's no, very... But it's also a supernatural element, as you saw this afternoon mm-hmm. with those weird. So, oh, yeah. this is very different to um, the any of the other Metal Gears. So, if, if you never liked Metal Gears, and one of the things that Kojima was... is the maker of the game, by the way. One of the things that he has always been criticised for is cutscenes that are too long. Now, Metal Gear Solid 4 had a two-hour cutscene at one point, where you sit there and don't do... You don't use the controller at all. You're just watching a movie, like, basically, two hours long. Um, Metal Gear Solid 4, overall, if you play it start to finish, the parts where you're not playing it and just watching a movie adds up to 15 hours. So Me? Hey. Yeah. So he, he's always been criticized for that because people are like, well, I'm not really playing this. I'm just watching a movie, like I'm watching a long movie. So what I feel like he did in this one was set, was go... I'm not going to make you sit there ever and watch a movie because that opening sequence, that we we're, you're in control of it. Even the part where you're lying in the bed, you can move the head, you can look around. You don't have to, though. You don't have to, but you're, you're not detached. If you want to, you can. If you want to look at the nurse, you can. If you want to look... And you're always in control. So I feel like he took all that on board, like a, I don't want to make a movie. This has to be a game. So this one is like 95% gameplay. And not very many movies. Now, that might also upset some people who do love all the long cutscenes, because they don't seem to be there. You saw a cutscene today, didn't you, where there was a bit of... Yeah. It's not long. It's just to introduce a character. Um, But it's, you know, a minute, two minutes. There's a lot of those, like, small. But what I love about this game, it's got that... (sighs) It's an open world game and there are missions to do. And it's stealth gameplay if you want to do it stealth. Or you can just go and blow everything up. It doesn't really matter. But it's got that, I have do a mission. Okay, now I'll go back to my thing. You earn some stuff from the mission. You're building up an army. You've got this base called Mother Base. And everything you do and every little thing you collect, even if you go out in the open world and go and pick flowers, (laughs) there are flowers all over the Afghanistan. You go and pick them. They give you, like, currency. Each one gives you a different currency. And when you get back to your base, if you've got enough money, you can develop a new weapon or develop a new thing, even. I developed how... You have a computer that you can bring up at any time. And you, it gives you all your, your information, you know, your map, where all your key targets are, all that kind of thing. I developed from picking flowers and taking them back to the base, which was a not a tedious thing. It was fun because I was exploring, was picking all these flowers. It reminded me of Red Dead Redemption where I used to have to pick all the flowers or do the hunting. I went back to my base and deposited all the flowers and then I developed with my scientists, which were some of the people that I've collected from the outside world who now work for me, a weather gadget to plug into my uh, computer that tells me the weather patterns. So it'll tell me if there's a sandstorm coming and I will know minutes before it happens because in this game, the dynamic weather helps. If you're going to take out a big base and a sandstorm comes, nobody can see anything. You can put on your uh, your infrared goggles and they have no idea you're there. You can sneak past them all or you can take them all out, you know, so the weather plays a part. There's loads of silly stuff in it, if you like Kojima's silly stuff. There's silly stuff. I was doing, like, Mission 2 and I heard some. I heard a, a dog barking. I turned around and there's a little puppy in the grass. So I tranquilized the little puppy with my tranquilizer gun. Charming. And in this game, and this is the most genius thing ever, you have this device called the Fulton device.
1: Again, we need to have you look up definitions of words before you use them so This is the most
0: genius thing in a video game ever. I will back that up.
1: (laughs) Ever in the whole of your life. Yes,
0: ever in any video game. You have this device called the Fulton device.
1: I think you're overstating. And
0: what this device is, it is a balloon that you attach to something and then it shoots up in the air and sends it back to your base. So how this changes the gameplay, like, dramatically, is, in the old Metal Gears, when you were tranquilizing people and sneaking through bases, well, you tranquilize a man, he falls down and goes to sleep, well, in a few, 10-15 minutes, he'll wake up again and realize something shitty went on and raise an alarm. In this game, you can tie the balloon on the man you've tranquilized, Send him up into the air. He goes back to your base and works for you. And he's gone. So, like, you've eliminated I hate him. to break
1: this to you. That is not the most genius thing ever in video games. It, it isn't.
0: It is when I tell you exactly. It is in the
1: Metal Gear Solid world, maybe. When I
0: tell you what else this. Fulton Why can't I Ball- say
1: Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid? Very good. I don't
0: know. But when it, the Fulton Balloon doesn't just work for men. This is what happened this afternoon. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. A tank was coming down the road. And I was like, shit, I've never seen a tank before. It's coming down the road. I jump to the side of the road and lay down. So, shit, hope this tank doesn't see me. It starts going past me. I was like, I had a realisation. I was like, I wonder if I could use a balloon on a tank. Well, I probably have to get the man out of the tank first. So the tank, well, I'll, I'll see. So it's facing down the road. I sneak up behind it, put the balloon on the tank with the man driving the tank. The tank drives a little way and then shoots up in the air and goes back to my base. I was like, Wow. That opens up... I mean, it's stupid. They'll get, Impossible. Like, a balloon can pull a tank up in the air and send it back. But normally, you know, the way you deal with a tank in a game is you get a rocket launcher and shoot a tank. That gives you sneaking opportunities to take out a tank, which...
1: And by saying it goes back to your base, it goes back to your base and the person gets brainwashed and the tank then gets to be one of used your as weapons. yours, yeah. yeah.
0: So, like, um, your, your base gets built up by things that you go and balloon Fulton, they call it. It's Fulton. You can Fulton anything. It's really interesting also, so there's a Pokemon aspect to it, which is when you look through your binoculars at a man, it analyses the man. Like so say you stood in a guard tower. I'll look through my binoculars and it analyses. And then it gives you like his skills and it'll say he's really good at translating, or he's really good at making pipe bombs. So When you've read that and you're like, oh, I'm looking for a translator. Because translating is really fun. You're not Russian. So when you go into the base and you get somebody and you say, tell me something, they tell it you in Russian and you don't know what they say. If you were Russian, it'd be cool because it is Russian. But you're not, so you don't know. So you get enough translators, they develop a thing where subtitles will come up for anybody talking in Russian. So everything has a thing. It's like, oh, this thing does that, this thing does that. There's so many systems at work. And they're all very surprising. It's like, you you go, wow, that's like a tiny little thing. Like, I've got a horse called D-Horse that is my buddy. I can ride him. He's a horse. You know, I ride around Afghanistan on him. And you can take cover on him. And I told you, it was really Mm -hmm. cool. There was like a... All these moments of gameplay are just things you do yourself. It's not like a cutscene or anything, but... I'm riding, and there's a guard tower, and there's some men, and it's like a border crossing kind of thing. And I'm on the horse, and I see it, see it from a distance, and I go, oh, crap, they're going to see me. No, because I leaned on the... You know you can slide on the saddle to the side of the horse, so I'm obscured, so it just looks like there's a
1: horse coming. With the saddle off to the side.
0: No, the saddle's not off to the side. You're off to the side. The saddle's still on. You're just... Imagine you're on the saddle, so then and then the you just lean to the up. side like that.
1: Yeah, but your leg would be poking up over the top. No,
0: not the way he does it. He's kind of a bit agile looking. But he's leaning over the side of the horse. So if you keep that side where, where Big Boss is...
1: So they see a horse going past with a saddle and they don't get any alarms. They
0: don't even bother. So you can just kind of stealth your way around on the horse and not have to get off the horse. And it's really fun and also a little bit nail-biting because you're kind of like, maybe they will seem... Because if you don't keep the camera just right, you're like, um... Mm. So... There just loads of moments of gameplay that's really fun. It's a stealth game, really, at heart. I did a thing today where there was a um, prisoner who I had to extract. And they were... Mad. He was on his exercise, you know, like daily exercise. The three guards who were guarding him. And there was three of them, so it was kind of tricky to get at this guy. They took him out. I waited for a while, just stood watching them. And they were just stood there with him, and he was just in his cell. And then I was like, oh something's happening. He stood up and they opened the cell and they took him out. I was like, "Oh, I wonder why they're taking him." They just took him outside and he was smoking and then they were letting him walk up and down a bit. So I was like, "Oh, cool." So I snuck behind them as they were walking him. He was up front and there was three men behind him, all with guns. And I slowly sneak behind the, the one at the back and just took him took him out and uh well, not tranquilizing, choke hold him so he goes asleep. And then there's only two men and the man. But they're not looking at each other because they're just all walking straight. Then I took the next one, did the same thing, and then the next one did the same thing. And then there's just the prisoner walking on his own. And he turns around and he goes, huh? And I'm like, no, I'm here to save you. So it was like a cool... I don't know if that's the way to do it. It was a cool way to do it. But there's tons of ways you could stand up here and snipe. You could... So I don't know what you call that kind of gameplay. It's where, where you feel clever when you do something. It's like oh, I figured that out. Like, it's not what they wanted me to do. It's what I figured out. So that's Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. It's actually out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, and Xbox 360, and PS3. So it's out on every system, uh, apart from the Wii. But the Wii doesn't really get anything anymore. So I highly recommend it. It is the best Metal Gear Solid game by far, and I haven't only played 5% of it. But the gameplay is so much improved. Over the last one, it's not even funny.
1: So Sita, what's for dinner tonight? There will be your favorite veggie burger, your favorite brand, your favorite kind, I love it. And your favorite bun—the Hawaiian sweet bun. I love it. Uh, people don't know if they've never listened to us before. We are—we uh, don't eat meat. You say we're vegetarian. I use that word because that's the only way to describe it. I just say we don't eat meat. So we eat veggie burgers. There's a morning star. We are griller. very cruel cool to vegetables, though, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, very. Uh, grillers. Not Griller Prime. Sorry. Just a griller. And then They're I'm making, the like, a potato stew, which is what I made last night. And was it delicious? Yeah, it was good. Oh, my God. And we are talking about frozen vegetables and a can of potatoes. Yeah, they might be. N- I may not be the most nutritious. I'm having problems speaking tonight. I don't know what's wrong with my mouth. You must be tired. I'm not, actually. Um. They may not be the most nutritious... (laughs) I've not even had a glass of wine. Nothing. Like, (laughs) like absolutely nothing. My mouth just feels really heavy all of a sudden. Like, it's just my lips. Did you eat
0: some... um, Did you take some medicine?
1: No. Well, not since my water pill at 10 o'clock this morning. (laughs) Don't think that's going to do it. Um, They may not be the most nutritious... (laughs) (laughs) Packed foods. Nutritious. Nutritious. Packed foods. But it is all veg. So it's like frozen vegetables, frozen peppers out of a bag, frozen peas. Um, what else? I threw the last of the Brussels sprouts in there and some frozen carrots, some almond milk, a can of potatoes. Let that cook. I'll put in some nutritional yeast. <laughs> <laughs> Nutritious. <laughs> You're just watching for me to mess up. It may be some salt and pepper, probably. And it's amazing. Like, I just, it's been sitting in there in the almond milk this whole time. So it'll be all nice and peppery. Cook it for a little while. You don't even have to do much to frozen veg. You just heat it no. up. Get to boiling. And the burger. And... I got tomato soup, but I think we'll skip that. Just the veg and the burger. And what? we also, of course, have chocolate
0: for dessert. And your advice is nothing.
1: My advice, I don't know what today. I don't know. All right. I get so frustrated with people that sometimes my my advice always goes that direction. So let me think of something positive and creative, motivational... Uh, what advice do you have in life? I'll tell you. Here's some advice. You here's. I'll give your advice to the world. Um, when the young people in our family get married. We've had several little weddings over the last couple of years of young couples, twenties somethings, all getting married. And I ask you because you don't go to the weddings. Do you have any advice for them? And your advice is always the same. And it is. Don't be jerks to each other. Yes. And that's it. And I tell them, I was like, well, <laughs> your cousin Paul has some advice for you. Just don't be jerks to each other. And they always have the same reaction. Oh, that's really good. That's really, one <laughs> One girl said, that's really deep. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. And I'm like, but when you think mm-hmm. about it, if you strip away all the other stuff, all the petty stuff and all the everything in life, if you just say to somebody, don't be jerks to each other. That could solve every world problem. You say to two children who are having a fight over some toy and one of them smacks the other and you just say, hey, don't be jerks to each other. Well, being a jerk to each other means you hit each other and you're selfish, so you take that away. So that's there you good advice. Don't be jerks to each other.
0: <laughs> All right. So I want to <laughs> remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com, sit.com, You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch this podcast on stitcher.com. Uh, search for After the Show. iTunes Music Store. Or just go to uh, acecully.com, click on the word podcast, you can listen to it there, or you can subscribe. You can also uh, email feedback to me at acecully at don't email Sid Talk, and um, I will say, um, stay classy, Mr. Paul Walker.
1: And I'm going to add a note here. I just did a search for horror movies on IMDb, because I want to find some more to watch. And of the top of the list, I've watched almost all of them. I've watched a lot of movies in my life. But what popped up on my list of horror movies... The Last of Us, which is a game. Which it is I, It is becoming a movie. And I watched the whole thing. So I can take that off You can, say that I've And it will
0: be a movie next year.
1: There we go. And that's the video game listing. So. And my advice... Um, well, I'm going to say, think for yourself. Or someone will do it for you.
0: And goodbye to Paul Walker.
1: Aw. Yeah.